Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. How are we today? I just realized I start every episode the same way. You could compile together 200 episodes of me being like, hey, welcome to the Sex Actually. You know what it is. You clicked on it, right? There's probably seven new people. Hello, new people. This is a guy talking to you about dating. I know what you're thinking. Oh, boy, do I need another white male explaining to me the birds and the bees? Yeah, you do. I was raised by all women. I uh, I am like a uh, wolf in sheep's clothing. I look like a bro, but I cry watching Oprah. <laughs> I'm one of the I'm one of the rare ones. You ever do that? You ever cry? You ever? It's 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 in, you can learn a lot about someone based on what they cry to. Uh, you show me a video of a grandparent. I'll cry to a grandparent finding out his grandson is gay you know if it's a good video if it's one of those like i'm gay grandpa like and then the grandpa hugs him i'm like i'm crying why why i have that's never happened in my life where i've had to deal with a grandfather uh consoling i don't know i'll cry grant anything that involves old people you know what i mean like you come out of the closet to your old grandparents you uh you uh tell them you're having a baby uh you uh you're deaf and you hear for the first time. All that weird shit. You show me a YouTube video, I'm going to cry. That's how it works. I'm okay with it. How are you guys doing? Are you okay? You, yeah, anyone have a good cry lately? It's been a while since we've had someone cry on the podcast. We haven't had anyone cry in a bit. As you guys know, how this works is uh, we do a couple episodes a week. We usually do a group episode. And then every once in a while, your boy Dave just gets up and talks by himself. This is how we do it. I get out of breath. All I do is uh, drink a big old coffee and just uh, spread some love. I wanted to read a couple emails. Um, you know, every once in a while I go, I always ask, is anyone even listening? And every single time I get emails from people I've never heard of in my life, which is crazy because chances are you've heard me talk for literally hundreds of hours and uh, I don't know anything about you. I'm talking to you, Megan B. I'm going to call you Megan B. Uh, I got an email. I, I got this. This email is actually uh, probably a week old, but I just read it. I was about to go on stage Friday night. I had, I had a show in Silver Lake in Los Angeles at this cool little venue. And for some reason, I decided to read a couple emails, which is probably deep down some procrastination. Like why I was about to go on stage. I should have looked at my notes. I should have like gotten, you know, usually I put my phone on airplane mode right when I'm about to go on stage because I don't want to get a bad email or a text from someone. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want anything to fuck with my headspace. That's my new, lately, I have put so much value on my headspace. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to have to think too much about things I don't want to think about. I, I, I want to just think about the things I can, it's like the serenity prayer. I want to be able to accept the things I cannot change. And did I fuck that up? Oh, I want to accept the things. How does it go? Serenity prayer. I'm going to look it up because I'm, I don't want to fuck it up. The serenity prayer has gotten me through some serious shit in life. It gets, first of all, the serenity prayer. I don't care if you believe in God or atheist or Allah. It, It doesn't matter to me. The serenity prayer is the saving grace for almost all of your issues. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change Courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Holy shit, is that good or what? 
That solves it all. That solves every time I've been ghosted on, heartbroken, every fight I've been in. Just chill. Basically, this prayer just means chill out. Life's going to happen. React to it. Be reasonable. Know what you can change and know what you can't change. You can't change who you are. You can lose a couple pounds. You can try to kick the sugar addiction. But if you're a ginger, be a ginger. Who cares? Own it. Be Ed Sheeran. <laughs> be the gingeriest ginger you can be. Uh, you know what I mean? If you like me, like I can't, I can't. There's things I can't change. But maybe, maybe I can have the wisdom to know that uh, as much as I love making people laugh, maybe I don't pick on my girlfriend as much. You know what I mean? Like maybe there's a venue for when uh, to act a certain way and know, have the wisdom to know when you can change. Because if God grant me the serenity to, it, to accept the things I cannot change, if you only heard that part, you're a piece of shit. Oh, can't change it. I'm a homophobic. Like what? If that's your thing, uh, chances are, if that's your thing, you're not going to be listening. Because I feel like a lot of people who listen to this podcast might want to be a better version of themselves. You know, I, you know I'm not uh, telling you I'm where I want to be in life, but uh, yeah, I, feel like, uh, I feel like I found the right highway. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I know uh, what direction I'm heading. I just don't know uh, the off-ramp yet. So I'm just cruising along Route 95 South on the path of my life trying to practice the serenity prayer. The courage to change the things I can. That's the ball. That's that's courage, balls, whatever you want to call it. What's the female equivalent of balls? Have some balls. I know women don't like that. Why do men? Why is the men genitals the cool thing? But women are called bitches. All right, ladies, you can have balls too. Grab your balls. Grab your big brass ovaries and have the courage to change the things that you can. How important is that? I, I bet you somebody's listening, they're at a job, data entry, not, not, you know, if you like data entry, I don't mean to shit on your job, but I, someone's doing something they don't want to do in life. You know it's not for you, and you're setting limitations, but the money's okay, I agree to it, I'm in a transition, this, that, the other, pension, whatever. Hey, if it's not meant for you, if you're not loving going to work every day, that's the, that's the, if you are not, if you can't go to work and all of a sudden the day's over and you're like, oh my gosh, time went, flew by, then you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Have the courage, have the courage to know that you can change. And it doesn't mean you need to just quit your job, but you know what I mean? Like if you want to be a poet, start a blog. If you want to get into stand up comedy, start writing bits down, do an open mic, like tip, dip your toes in the water of courage, have the change the courage to change the things that you can. The wisdom, that's the easy part. Or actually, that's the exact opposite. The wisdom is the hardest part. It's the hardest things to know, like, can I change this? Can't, or do I need just the serenity and the peace of mind to know that this is how it is? Look, you can't change your family, so you better accept that. But you could have the courage to put your foot down and say, I won't be spoken to like that. That's an important one sometimes. Sometimes I let people speak to me in a way that, um, you know, they shouldn't. And I've always been one to like dismiss my ego. I mean, there's some things I have an ego about, but a lot of times I let people walk on me because in the end, I'd rather have, I'd rather not fight. I'd rather be pacifist, I'd ra- which, which by the way, takes a lot of balls. I know it's like, oh, you just get walked all over. It takes a lot of balls to swallow your pride and let a situation happen and not escalate the fight because you want peace. But that's not always the right thing. Sometimes you need the courage to put your foot down and say, you know what, mom, you can't talk to me like that. I don't have a good excuse for that. 
Anyway, I jumped right into the serenity prayer. I wasn't even going to talk about that today. But I was, uh, I, was, I was getting in the zone, about to go on stage, and fun show, working on a new joke about how uh, a hawk attacked my head when I had a man bun. Yeah, I got attacked by a bird. A fucking foul bird. It attacked me. And, I, and then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, I, sometimes I neglect to open up my uh, sex actually Gmail account. It just, it just sits there. Sometimes I don't check it for a week or so. So uh, anyway, Megan wrote in to sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I'm going to try to omit some of the things she's saying just uh, just because I don't want to... Uh, some details here. Um, she goes, hey, Dave, uh, I wrote you the other day while on a plane and it's not showing up in my sent items. So I guess she rewrote the same thing. Um, you wrote me on a plane. Fuck yeah. Uh, anyway, I was compelled to write because of your latest episode. You asked if we think of you as a friend, like we know you. Definitely, kinda. That should be the name of the fucking podcast. Definitely, kinda. So you definitely feel like a friend, but kinda. Um, she said, I visited LA last November for work and um, I started listening. I, al- I already was into Guys We Fucked, so I was excited to have a male answer to that show. I like hearing the male perspective on dating and sex as well as the insidery look into the entertainment business that we peasants don't get to see. Megan, I bet you're sitting first class on some flight. You ain't a peasant. You're, uh, you've, you, obviously has, you obviously have great choice in podcast listening, Megan B, Megan B, the B, Megan the B, uh, not Megan the bitch, Megan B. Uh, she goes, I'm based in KCMO. By the way, I thought that was a radio station. I was like, KCMO. Uh, welcome to KCMO, the hits from coast to coast. I'm guessing that's Kansas City, Missouri. That's probably an educated guess. I'm based in Kansas City, Missouri and travel a few times a month for work. So I usually save up your podcast and binge on the plane. Fuck yeah. Do you drink anything? A little vodka tonic. You put sex actually on. You hear some people talk about their failed love lives. That's healthy. Um, she says, I'll do two to three in a row, depending on how long the flight is. Fuck yeah. So sometimes I won't hear a show until a few weeks later, but that's okay. It doesn't matter to me when you put them out. I enjoy the different formats too. Solo, interview, and you and Tasha. That's one thing that's nice about your show as opposed to others is that they're shorter and they don't follow the exact same format every time. Sometimes it's intimidating till I have to listen to a two-hour podcast. Well, Guess what, Megan? This is going to be a short one. We're going to go only 30 minutes here today. I promise you that. Uh, I think so. What are we at? 10 minutes already? Fuck, we better hurry. I'm currently single and I'm searching for a friend for the end of the world. It's hard out there for a girl who knows what she wants. Uh, It's hard out there for a pimp. I'm deep into the world of online dating, both with eHarmony and Tinder, so I've got the whole spectrum of trash to deal with. It's difficult to not let the negativity get to you, but I try to live my life positively and know that the right shape of positive is out there for me somewhere. I like I liked the way you put that. The right shape of positive is out there for me somewhere. Right, because it's just it's, you don't just want a random positive person. You, you know what I mean? You need the right shape, the one that fits you best. Uh, you're looking for a shoe. You're just a sock... You're just a sock in a giant laundromat looking for your match. I came up... Oh, I just came up with that. That's a good uh, good way to put it. Aren't we all just socks looking for our match? Hey, sometimes you find multiple matches. That's fine, too. Sometimes you fit on a lot... Sometimes you've been washed so many times, the elastic on the ankle gets a little stretched out. And that's fine, too. We're not judging. We're all just socks. Uh, yes, yeah, sock, sucka. I just have to sort through all the garbage to get, wait, hold on. Uh, I gotta rewind. Uh, uh, but I try to live my life positively and know that the right shape of positive is out there for me somewhere. I just have to sort through all the garbage to get to him. And then she, and then in quotes, she goes, 
are in, in parentheses, but boy, do I have some stories. Yeah, Meg, Meg can get it. I guess I feel like I do know you. You put so much of yourself out there for all of us to consume that it's almost impossible not to consider you like a friend. So keep it up. I'll keep listening. Your friend, Megan. Oh my gosh, Megan. I just reread this for the second time and I'm, I'm literally teary-eyed. I am, um, you've, you've made water go into my eyes. Uh, maybe, it's, uh, maybe it's just the... Um, Allergies. I, I've got some allergies. That's what it is. Tell myself that. Come from that generation. Boys don't cry. Well, I just read an email and I got teary-eyed. So what's up with that? <laughs> right? And I know people are listening. Dave, you're so pathetic. You just need affirmations. No, 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 no. This isn't an affirmation. This is someone telling me that we're friends. And that's cool with me because I don't know you, Megan. And look, she included a photo of the wing of the plane and a selfie. Uh, and you know what, Megan? You are cute as a button. Thank you so much for sending this. We're friends now. It's official. We're friends. I didn't want to respond to the email. I wanted to respond in audio format because I didn't, I didn't want anything to get lost in translation. I wanted to say, hey, friend. Hey, Megan. Nice to meet you. And um, let, let me know how it goes. Let me know what's going on with uh, eHarmony or Tinder or what. Does, does, uh, do you see a difference in value? One of them you pay for. One of them is free. Is there... I mean, in the end, I'm sure it's just a law of average, like... All those different dating sites really do is they get you in the door. You know, hey, and you, some some dudes might be on Tinder just to fuck, but uh, you know what I mean? It's not what, that's what you think you're on for. Like, there might be plenty of guys that, because I'm sure there's chicks like, oh, I don't use those sites. I'm not, I'm, I'm not looking for like some fling, whatever, which is fine. It's good to know what you want. But at the same time, if you go into it with like your options open and, you know, say, fuck it, I don't know. Maybe there's a guy on it that uh, he's been heartbroken before and he just wants something casual, but then he starts enjoying your texting banter. How's your texting banter, Megan? Is it good? I'll say this. Now that I'm you know, in a relationship, I don't get to flex this muscle, but I was killing it as a texting banterer. Oh, yeah. You got to keep it light, folks. Don't get into the heavy shit right away. You don't know. Like What a lot of guys don't realize is that girls, a lot of girls have had dudes really come on strong uh which can be sexy but it but if you've had a guy back you know at a corner before i'm sure it's very intimidating and you're like oh geez this guy's a psycho he's a clinger blah 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 you got to kind of play it cool so you can get to know each other you know i love sharing my my energy and my emotions but i've had girls before be like dave you're coming on really strong i'm like oh my bad i just really connected with you but maybe a guy came on strong to you i'd like to come on strong to you um not you megan sorry i'm not trying to turn this into something else but um let's see what we have here so megan wrote in and uh, again, I appreciate it. Uh, stay in touch. Let me know how it's going for you over there in Kansas City. What are you traveling for? What do you do? I want to know. I want to know what makes you travel. Have you tried to meet any dudes on the road? I got all these questions. Here's a, here's a quick one we have here. <clears throat> Hi, Dave. Love the podcast, especially the solo episodes. Oh, thanks, Karen A. Well, I tell you what, Karen. And by the way, you wrote me this like a month ago. Sorry, I'm just getting back to you. Here's a solo episode for you. Why do you like the solo episodes as opposed to the group ones? I'm sure people, I'm sure there are people that hate the solo ones, but like the group ones. I, all I know is I like doing both. So I hope you can hang on with me for both. Um, I love meeting people and just finding out about their sex and dating lives. Not to be like gross or like super picky. It's just interesting. I was, um, sorry, Karen, we're going to get on a tangent here. I went out, um, Saturday night 
or Friday night, actually after my show. So, so, uh, Megan, I, I read your email right before my set. And then I went out after the show and I went out with my buddy Channing and there was a couple girls there. One of them was single and one of them had a boyfriend and either way, it was completely harmless. They were just like, it was one of those um, bars that's got a ton of like comics because it's right near a comedy club. So everyone's just shooting the shit, kind of having fun. And I was talking to this one girl and she had a boyfriend. And a lot of times you meet someone like late at night and if they have a boyfriend, they're super guarded. And like, I've got a boyfriend. Like, eh. And I get that. They're just saying, don't try to fuck me, whatever. So I lead with, oh, good. I got, I'm taken. Cool. Like, get that whole thing like, all right, so we're not trying to fuck each other. Once you know that that dance isn't happening, then you can actually have a normal conversation, right? Because before then it's like, oh no, no, no. I don't want you to think that this is a thing. I was like, I get it. So I'm talking to this girl, uh, no idea what her name is. And it was really interesting because I was like talking to her about her. She's engaged to a dude. She's in her twenties and she's engaged to a dude in his forties. And that was interesting because I, and I, I literally should have recorded the conversation because it was like what uh, that's a whole different type of um, thing you have to explain to your friends like like nothing against this guy he's, he's probably a cool guy but like he was married for a couple years before that like you have all these things the older you get the more sort of um you know history you have it makes common sense perfectly you know normal to have that like you've got more baggage you've lived a longer life but he's probably lived you know he's got 15 years of life before you know ahead of this girl so it's like whenever you've been dating during the reagan era you you've definitely been around for a bit but it was interesting talking to a complete stranger about like what their issues are because it's like confession almost it's it's like it's therapeutic to talk to people i'm not saying airing out your laundry like i've definitely made mistakes saying shit on this podcast that i've had to like pay the price for in the past you know uh, sometimes i'll say shit i'm like ah, maybe that was you know i'm an open book but sometimes you know it affects other people so i have friends that'll be like dude maybe don't explain that thing on the air and i'll be like oh okay maybe i won't just and i tell the guy look just have the serenity to accept the things you can't change like me blabbering on a fucking microphone Anyway, so I was talking to this girl and it, it was interesting because, you know, like I, like everyone knows, everyone has relationship issues. And this girl was uh, her that I, that I met at this bar. Her issue was kind of like feeling like, you know, am I too young for my boyfriend or fiance? Like, is he am I the one or is he just going to want something else after me? Like, why? Like it, you, what you don't realize for like for girls, it's a red flag if they meet a guy who's older to be like, how come you haven't been settled down yet? What has stopped you? And we all grow. So there's no way there's nothing wrong with you could be single till your 40s. Like who who knows? Maybe I'll be single. Who the fuck knows what's going to happen? I'm in a good place now. But who knows where we grow? People grow apart. People grow closer. Ideally, I would like to stay close with my girlfriend and keep reaching for my own successes, keep letting her reach for her own successes, and then we can enjoy the fruits of thy labor. That's such a Catholic way to put it, the fruits of thy labor. Anyway, so we have new people listening uh, that I talked to at the bar. So hello, welcome. Anyway, Karen wrote in, completely different. Hi, Dave. Love the podcast, especially the solo episodes, blah, blah. Um, Make life worth living was a good one. Really inspiring. Uh, Thank you. I'm so bored at work that I thought I'd drop you a line. Well, thanks, Karen. I'm glad we got you on a bored day at work. How much are they paying you to write us emails? Hopefully it's hopefully it's a lot, and uh, I appreciate you writing in. Keep writing in. I'm sorry. Oh, and here we go. She goes, I'm sorry you've been ghosted. I recently went through it, and it's been tough. 
I realize I have no interest in a person that doesn't have the decency slash respect slash or ability to communicate, but it still stings. Maybe you could do an episode on the ghosting phenomenon if you haven't already and the new haunting where they disappear on you but stay connected on social media. Such a strange time we're living in for dating. It's rough out there being single. Thanks and keep it up. It's rough out there for a pimp. Karen A. Karen A, you a player. You got ghosted on Karen? I'm sorry. That fucking sucks, right? You're totally right about, I realize I have no interest in a person that doesn't have the decency and respect or ability to communicate, but it still stings. Fuck yeah. You know why it stings? Because when you meet someone, in most cases, you're optimistic, you're positive. Everything you don't know about that person, you imagine best case scenario. If you don't, those are called red flags. But a lot of times, if you're like me at least, and it sounds like Karen, you meet a guy or girl and you imagine all the be- you, the good things. Oh, they like me. I like them. The sex is good. It's always, you always get ghosted on when you think the sex is good. For some reason, Karen, how was the sex? Was it good? If the sex, because to me, I'm like, I'm like a stone aged just caveman. I'm like, well, if sex is good, we must be good together. There can't be any other problems if the sex is good. And then I just um, paint those red flags white. Uh, paint some other things white. Hey, folks, come on. This is a serious matter. So you get ghosted on. It stings because you expect them to have the same decency you have. I bet you I've ghosted on girls that I don't remember ghosting on because unfortunately, uh, the person doing the ghosting doesn't have the fucking consideration to let the other person know. So chances are they're too busy working on their own shit. And, um, and what we have there is an open wound. And at least when you break up, I feel like, so breaking up, not ghosting, but like traditionally, like, I don't think we're meant to be together. We should end it. Blah, 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 blah. That is still a cut, right? But that comes with Neosporin and a Band-Aid. So at least you can put the Band-Aid on, wait a couple days, watch some Sex in the City, listen to a couple episodes of Sex Actually, do what you got to do, and the cut heals. When you're ghosted on, it's just like they slashed your fucking skin open, and then they don't give you any Band-Aids. They throw a little dirt in there. Maybe it gets infected. You got white pus coming out. You're picking at it because you're neurotic waiting for a text message. You know what I mean? So little things can become a big problem. Why do people ghost, you're asking? Fuck. This is society, man. Society's weird. So haunting, so they ghost on you but don't even completely unfollow you on social media, that means they really just don't care. If they unfollow you, they're at least like, fuck this guy. If, if you get ghosted on and the person unfollows you on all social media or blocks you, at least they're making a conscious decision to be like, I'm moving on. Sure, they didn't have the courtesy to tell you that, but at least you can like look at it objectively and be like, oh, this person's whatever has issues, I'm moving on, accepting the things I cannot change, right? And then you know the wisdom that you just can't change it. They're blocking me. You get ghosted on and they're still friends with you or even worse, they're still like liking a photo or two randomly. They just don't have the balls to break up with you, but they still like you as a person. Now, doesn't mean it's good, but like, come on. If you're getting ghosted on, uh, I got ghosted on once in college. Um, this is really weird. I was, I got so drunk at my, uh, the house I was living at. I met a girl. I got so wasted. I didn't mean to, I just did. And, um, like I was, people were like, drink this, drink that. And, um, I woke up 
with this girl on top of me giving me a blowjob. And this girl had a tattoo in her mouth of her name. I don't that 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 means nothing for this story, but I've never told this story before and I'm really short on sex stories. But I thought that was so badass that she had her name tattooed. I shouldn't tell you her name, let's call her Kate. I don't know her last name. Anyway, we didn't like fuck that night or whatever. We both passed out and um but I literally I'm, and I'm sure there's horror stories, you know, like where you wake up and someone's doing something sexual. But unfortunately, and in, in, I don't want to judge you guys because that sounds horrible. But in this story, it was pretty cool to wake up with your dick getting sucked. I'm sorry. I, it's, I'm not trying to lessen anyone's pain that they've had from issues where they've been violated in their sleep and sexual, all that. In this case, it was like, holy shit, there's a beautiful girl that I hit it off with. I just drank so much that I, I couldn't even like keep my fucking conscious level up. But for some reason, little Dave, my little podcaster friend down there was doing just fine. But anyway, I, uh, I tried to, uh, we contacted each other randomly for like a week or two, like texting. And this is so long ago. This is like 10 years ago before, you know, uh, before I feel like I even had a smartphone. So this is old school texting. A lot of you guys probably don't even know what I'm talking about. This is when you had to hit the num- the letter, the number three times. Like if you wanted to say, hey, you'd have to be like, dot, dot. You'd like to hit the J-H-K, whatever. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's not worth explaining. Most of you know. Um, anyway, it took you a long time to send a fucking text. So back then, you wouldn't kind of know everything about the person on the first day. You would just randomly send some flirty texts, whatever. But um, it was going okay. And then one day, she like stopped responding. And I found out afterwards that I think her like, I mean, she ended up saying like her grandmother was sick, whatever. And, and I feel bad for her. But the, re- the point is, is that our relationship didn't progress enough for her to care about me. I mean, we went out, we watched movies, like she came over for movies one night. So it, like it was going somewhere, but then all of a sudden it wasn't enough. And she had a family problem. And that was like a little rainstorm on a fire. Like we hadn't built up a good enough fire for that to make it over that challenge. You know what I mean? And that, and ghosting it's, that's what happens. It's like, you'd never, you didn't, get to that point together to like make it to the next level. Even if you thought you were there, you assumed the other person doesn't have shit that they're working on, but they got shit they're working on and it ain't always going to involve you. And that's just, it's always going to stink. That's a wound that's going to stink. The sooner you realize it, the sooner you get Neosporin yourself. You know what I mean? The sooner you put the bandaid on yourself and you go, you know what? I'm going to be okay. I'm going to pick myself up. So ghosting, I don't know what else to say about ghosting. It's just, the thing I've always done when like if I'm getting ghosted on, I know they say play it cool, but like I'll I'll flat out ask the chick, hey, like what's up? Are we? Am I wasting my time? What are we doing? And then if she's like, oh my gosh, work's been crazy. I do want to see you, winky face. Give me a moment. Fine, but like I don't think you'll come off too needy to be like, hey, look, I've had fun with you. Um, I can't tell if you're rejecting me or if you're just busy. As a comedian, as a stand-up comic, the truth is always the funniest. And by going straight to the truth, you're just addressing the issue. Now, if you met, if you're a guy listening, right, and you met some chick and you made out at a club, and then uh, three days later, and then two days later, you text her and she doesn't respond in the first three hours, don't send her a fucking text being like, hey, what are we? What's going on? Like, play it fucking cool for a bit. You'll get the hint if she doesn't respond after a couple days, but there is a buffer where she doesn't know if you're crazy or not. So like I said before, 
don't be don't be crazy, but don't be afraid too. You know, if you kissed or done whatever, to be like, hey, um, I like you, so let me know if you like me too, and then send like a fucking meme of Adam Sandler, you know, in Fifty First Dates rubbing a penguin. You know what I mean? Like, make it obvious. Innuendo sucks in these situations. Make it obvious, but make it lighthearted. Anyway, what else is there to say about that? Oh, shit, we're already at 28 minutes? Fuck, I didn't even get to do what I wanted to do. I, I promised you would, we would only go 30 minutes. I'll tell you what, let me, let me end on this. We're going to go a little over 30, but we'll end on this. So Tasha's getting back from Miami, and, and this isn't a talk shit thing. I'm not talking shit. But I wanted to, I wanted to say that this trip that she went on, she actually did really well. I wanted to rate her. Uh, I have to be clear how I say that. Rate her um, on on her performance as a girlfriend going on a girls' weekend. So I told her up front, like she's, you know, we've had plenty of trips where we're apart from each other, and we've had a hard time working on the logistics of when to text, when to let the other know we're okay, how to give each other space, because we're both we're actually both really good at not needing too much communication when we're apart it's just like light stuff like i'd like for you to text me in the morning to know that you're alive i'd like for you to text me before you go to bed so i know you're not like banging some dj you know what i mean like it sounds crazy like that's a funny way to say it but it really it's like just a couple communications a couple quick texts maybe a facetime so she did a good job um if i wanted to rate rate her on a scale like a b c d f i and i'm i would i would give her a b plus but like the highest B plus you can give, like an 89.9. I don't want to give her an A minus because I don't want her to think that like there's no there's nothing perfect, right? But a B plus. She did a really good job. She um she kind of texted me, letting me know when because all I wanted to know was like, look, I, I get you're gonna go to clubs and stuff and not have your phone out. Like guys, we always have our phone in our pockets. Girls have dresses on, they have purses, they zip their phone up, it's in their jacket. What I totally get it. I don't want to bother you. I don't really care to hear you like call me from a club. But um if you're gonna be, you know, if you're gonna do dinner in a club and I'm not gonna hear from you for five or six hours, just let me know. Let me know beforehand. Be proactive. So my whole thing with her has been has been like be proactive. Like let's and I know maybe I sound jealous or crazy for asking that, but I'm, if I don't hear from her, I'm not like, what the fuck? Like we're at the place in our relationship where I expect that she's okay and I know that she's got a good head on her and she's safe and this and that. I trust the girls that she's with uh, and all that. So by all means, you know, she's on, she's on the East Coast, so she gets up three hours before me. So every morning I had a text like, hey, morning, babe. You know, like she'd FaceTime me as soon as I respond. Good things like that. It was good. But, and this is where we're at in 89.9. The thing that was still sort of annoying is that, like, it was a girls weekend, but obviously they hung out with dudes too. Like, I get that. So she was with Tina Louise, who, like we said last episode, big following. So, like, they got to go to, like, you know like first row seats at the Marlins game. So they got to go watch the Marlins game and there was a no hitter, which has only happened like 250 times ever 
You know what I mean? So there's like thousands of games a year. You know, there's 30 teams that each play 162 games. So only 250 times in the history of the modern of baseball have they had no hitters. And she got to watch one. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? How cool is that? Like, I wasn't mad at her. I was like, do you realize how cool that is? You got to see that? And she's like, yeah, it was cool. They got, they, they got put on TV because they were sitting, you know, two couple hot chicks sitting next to the dugout. And there's just, a, there's just them on the TV, like, texting themselves. And in Tasha's defense, it looked more like she was snapchatting the game but it was just funny to be like do you know like marlin fans would probably cut their fucking dick off for those seats and you're just hanging out but uh it was fun she got a baseball sent you know some baseball player threw her a baseball that said like hey hot stuff and um the (laughs) the first thing i did was i went to see her social media to see if she tried to communicate with the baseball player how fucked up am i do you know what I mean? Like a baseball player threw her a ball. You can't hate a girl. For, you can never get mad at your girl for a dude hitting on her. Like that's just common sense, right? I'm sure some guys get jealous, but like you can't. So like, look, it's all about being confident, right? So like I can't stop a baseball player from thinking she's sexy, but if he like signed it like Dan, number 18, then then I see that she followed that player. Then I'd be like, are you guys fucking privately communicating? Like, But if that's... That's what's psychotic about me. I'll bring that up when she's on because she'll be like, Dave, you're a fucking maniac. But that's how guys think. Because if it was the opposite, like, like if, she was, if, she was, if she was single and into a baseball player and he threw her a ball, I'm sure that would be like, oh, fuck yeah. But like, you know, baseball players are dogs. They're, you know, they travel, they travel, they're millionaires in their 20s playing baseball different cities they got a bitch in each city but anyway i digress she didn't fucking communicate with the guy as far as i know they just said she was hot although that would be i mean alex rodriguez like so many baseball players that's what they do they'll write their number on a baseball and and have like a like a bat boy deliver it to the hot girl that's baseball tinder that's literally what happens i know you're thinking dave you're kind of exaggerating no that's how baseball players get pussy they play some baseball they're professional, then they give a ball to a chick, and the chick's like, oh my gosh, I'm the first girl to ever have a baseball be given to me, and then she's blowing them underneath the stands. That's how it works. Anyway, B plus for you, Tasha. You did good. Uh, my, only, my only real issue was I was like, here's my, here's my issue with it, and I, I'll seek whatever help I can get over this. The resentfulness that like, I'm happy she went away on the girls' weekend, but the resentfulness I have is that if I did that, I firmly believe she would be mad at me and jealous that I had fun without her. I do. And that's, that's not me shit-talking her. That's just how tough relationships are because I wanted to be like, I wanted to be like, babe, I'm cool with you going, but I just need you to know, like, take this generosity and just let give me some of that next time I'm away on shows or you know what I mean like doing whatever I'm doing just know that like I love you and we trust each other and all that and I told her that and she was like I know she was like you know what I know babe if I you know if you were away on guys weekend I would totally be jealous or or sad or feel like I don't have attention so she understood so you know because then you look at some of the the problem is is these girls all snapchat right so like you can I can literally go on my phone and see what my chick is doing at any point you know how dangerous and psychotic that is i'm literally i could go on my phone and if my chick hasn't posted anything i can go to the three other chicks and see what they posted the worst is when you look at another girl's snapchat and you see your girl in the background 
Because honestly, I, like, I promise you I trust her, but, and this is my own shit, I still imagine that like I'll look at somebody else's Snapchat and she'll be making out with a fucking dude in the back of it. I know it's crazy, but that's how we think this voyeuristic thing. Like if I like, don't you think that's why whenever I come home unexpected, I just imagine that my chick's getting, you know, fucked by some dude. It's just fucked up guys. Am I alone in that one? Do you guys, it's, I get it. Sure. Maybe it's like some weird jealousy, but I think it's normal. Cause I mean, look, a ton of people cheat. And you don't just expect your significant other's cheating. And again, I trust her. But it is kind of shitty when it's like, come on, you're supposed to be on a girl's weekend. And then you find out that they've got a promoter dude who's taking them to the clubs. And it makes sense when you think about it. It's like, uh, well, dude, of course there's like a local dude that like they're, they have an in with. That's how it works. The promoter dude gets the bottle service or, you know, they got to hang out behind the DJ or whatever. So that's all fine. But then I'm looking at a Snapchat yesterday and they're at a house party and there's like a dude doing magic and i'm sure you know these people are in the know i'm sure it's like a professional magician he's doing really mind-blowing chris angel shit whatever but it's like really like i gotta look at a snapchat i know what you're thinking dave you don't have to you chose to yeah well it's hard not to look you know what i mean it's hard not to look at a fucking car crash but i'm i gotta watch some dude do some like you know, magic trick to this chick, to my girlfriend and other chicks. And the girls are all sitting there in their cute dresses. It's like, fuck, could you, okay. So I always like to, could you imagine if I'm in, I don't know, pick any town, New Orleans, right? And there's a chick. And the problem is women don't do magic because they're not losers like men. Men, if we're such losers, we do magic. But can you imagine if a chick was, can you imagine if I was caught on Snapchat playing with a girl, playing beer pong with a girl? Do you know what kind of... My girl would play that back and forth, back and forth, literally until her phone died or she wanted to murder me. And I know that for a fact. So what I need to do is work on the resentment that I have knowing like, babe, I'm happy you went to Miami. I'm happy you went to Vegas last week. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, would you let me do this or would you... Or would you sit at home being like, I wish you cared about me as much as you care about... Like, I have a hard time going to a buddy's barbecue because I feel like my chick's going to feel let down if she doesn't want to go. I, I do. I do. I have a hard time with that. That might be a lot of like a lot on me, but what I'm doing here is I'm, I'm trusting our relationship and saying, babe, I think you should hang out with this girl. If she's jet setting around the country, go hang out with her, get your feminine time in, go, you know, whatever. But you know, she's going to come home tonight. I'm going to be happy to see her. We're not going to, I know for a fact, we're not, I'm not going to start shit. We're in a good place. I'm happy to see her, but I got to continue with my life. Like she's going to be exhausted, but it's like, babe, don't expect a giant foot rub. If your exhaustion is because you partied all weekend. I don't know. Am I making any sense? I make it any sense to you people sex actually podcast at gmail.com let's hear from some new no some new voices i haven't heard from in the past hey hello so good to meet you megan so good to meet you karen um uh, where are my guys at i know we've had dudes right in uh let me know what let me know what's up let me know what you're thinking and um and uh stay in touch guys this is um this is the beginning of the week motivational episode um and and by the way the last thing i'll say about ghosting is the best way to get over someone who ghosts on you is just to be the biggest fucking rock star you can be. Be the best version of yourself. And if they don't want that, then at least you know, like, dude, you're a loss, right? You're a loss. 
because I'm out here killing it. And if you don't want to be a part of this rodeo, then I don't need you. And that's what you have to remember while you're out there, Karen, or anyone who's listening. You have to remember, like, I am worth so much. So what what we have to do in those instances, <clears throat> excuse me, instances, my uh, sinuses are clogging up here. What we have to do in those moments is say, I'm worth way more than you think. And I'm sorry you didn't get to see it, but clearly you weren't receiving the badassery that is me. Because I got it going on. I got it going on. You have it going on. We've all got an individual fucking thing that makes us just the life of the party or the, the you know, if you're an introvert, whatever, whatever it is you are, there is a missing sock in that laundromat waiting for you. So get out there, be it, be the, I mean, acknowledge, hey, this person didn't know what I'm all about. Don't hate yourself for it. That's what I, every time I've been heartbroken, it's always been when I, it's always been when specific things were happening. When I'm in a transitionary part of my life, when I'm not making much money, when I don't feel like I, uh, I, I am as far along in my career as I want to be, but the stronger I get with my confidence that I'm in the right direction, that I've got the validation from my peers and my friends, that I've got a good support group, the more I build on that, the more I know I'm okay as is. Sure. I'm still striving to be a better version of me, but right now where I stand, this is where I'm at, and I'm all right. All right, guys? You're all right. Just keep working on it. Work on yourself. Keep feeding that fucking monster within who wants to be more successful. Not success like I've got more money. There are some sad-ass rich motherfuckers out there. You know what I mean? Creatively quench your thirst. Uh, Be the poet that is within and practice the serenity prayer. Just accept the things you can't change. We're in it together. Here's one thing you can't change. Subscribing to this podcast. Actually, you could. You could unsubscribe at any time. But if you like what's going on, if you have a friend who's getting ghosted on or whatever the issue or needs advice coming from a dude who's just going to tell you how I feel. I'm not an expert. I'm a comic. I've been heartbroken. It's fun to talk about. It's a journey. Thank you for being on it with me. Send this to your friends. Oh, geez. How, how did I go 42 minutes and then I, my voice cracks at the end? Because uh, a 42-minute solo podcast is really like an 84-minute group podcast, assuming I let the other sp- person speak 50% of the time, which is definitely probably not the case. But anyway, sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. Go to the Sex Actually Instagram, sexactuallypod, and um, I'll, I'll probably post a photo of Tasha at the baseball game because I think that's funny. I'll post that one as our, uh, as our photo for the episode. And um, I'll make sure to address, I'll make sure to tell Tasha what I think her ranking is. Like I said, she got a B plus. She got an 89.9. And you know what? You know what's funny is Tasha was a straight A student in school. So I think that's good. She's like, fuck. If she knew she was being graded, maybe. You know what? Maybe I shouldn't grade her yet because I think she bought me a present. I'll tell you what. She has a B plus now, but I'll 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 let her adjust this. I'll adjust the score next episode. If in hindsight she she sounds like she deserves an A minus. Does anyone? Does that sound good to you guys? All right, everyone, go out there, have a kick ass week. Send me some positivity. It's good for us to share positivity with others. So as much as I'm sharing with you all the good things in life, sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. I'm not going to blow up your identity. Let me know what's going good with you. Let me know what's, let me know what 
some of your weaknesses are. Like, are we falling in the same traps? If you keep on meeting the same asshole, let me tell you something. You're sending out the wrong messages. So let's address what's happening and let's go out there and find the best fit for us. And hey, go barefoot if you can't find anybody, right? Fuck it. Be out there. You know, that's, that's the, the irony of the whole situation is until you're cool on your own, dancing in the rain, you're not going to find that friend for the end of the world. I'm sorry. You just, it just happens that way. You, you, the sooner you're completely detached, someone's going to be like, I like what she's doing. I like what he's doing. I want to be a part of that. And then so it happens. And so it goes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you guys are the best. See you soon. Bye.